Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Well... By now, you've heard all the uh, backbenchers in radio and on TV discussing uh, the CNN seven-hour climate change marathon. We talked about it before it occurred and what was going to take place, and it took place. And we'll talk about it a lot today, too. As you would expect, we're in the cleanup hitter spot. We can't ignore it. But it really wasn't about climate change, was it? It was about taking this country and driving us back to the Stone Age. Driving us back to the Stone Age. Fossil fuels? We should eliminate fossil fuels. Fossil fuel is what drove the Industrial Revolution. Fossil fuel is what created assembly lines and a massive middle class and blue-collar Workforce and steel and aluminum, copper, nickel, and electricity and lights at night and automobiles and trucks, refrigeration, heat in the winter, air conditioning in the summer, and on and on and on. These people want to push us to the pre-industrial age. That's what they're arguing for. They're throwbacks. They had no information whatsoever about the climate. None. They know nothing about climate. Nothing. They are throwbacks. And again, they want to drag us back to the pre-industrial age. And you need to understand this. That it's not about climate. They don't know anything about climate. Not a single person on that stage, whether a host, whether a so-called journalist, whether a so-called anchorman, whether a so-called politician, knew anything about the topic. And there it was, in bold letters, on the monitor, throughout the program, the climate crisis, said CNN. And who, may I ask, at CNN is an expert on climate? Nobody. This was a sham. This was a scam. This was a spectacle. And this is what you have to look forward to should the Democrats take the White House and the rest of the government. Deindustrialization, degrowth, economic contraction. Unemployment lines, food lines, gasoline lines. This is what they're good at. This is what they know. 
And they don't know what they don't know. About six months ago and before that, I played a couple of segments of George Carlin from his 1992 HBO special. And given the arrogance of the know-nothings, the throwbacks, the regressives, who wish to do this to this country and to the people of this country, I have to dust this off again. And when George Carlin's done, and we'll have to do this in two segments, I believe, maybe not, then I want to really dig into this even further. Because like, unlike anybody else on talk radio, I've studied this and written about it extensively in Liberty and Tyranny. In Plunder and Deceit. In Unfreedom of the Press. Let's get started. This is from 27 years ago. George Carlin. Cut 19, go. You got people like this around you. Country's full of them now. People walking around all day long, every minute of the day, worried about everything. Worried about the air, worried about the water, worried about the soil. Worried about insecticides, pesticides, food additives, carcinogens. Worried about radon gas, worried about asbestos. Worried about saving endangered species. Let me tell you about endangered species, all right? Saving endangered species is just one more arrogant attempt by humans to control nature. It's arrogant meddling. It's what got us in trouble in the first place. Doesn't anybody understand that? Interfering with nature. Over 90%, over, way over, 90% of all the species that have ever lived on this planet, ever lived, are gone. They're extinct. We didn't kill them all. They just disappeared. That's what nature does. They disappear these days at the rate of 25 a day. And I mean regardless of our our behavior. Irrespective of how we act on this planet, 25 species that were here today will be gone tomorrow. Let them go gracefully. Leave nature alone. Haven't we done enough? We're so self-important. So self-important. Everybody's going to save something now. Save the trees, save the bees, save the whales, save those snails. (laughs) And the greatest arrogance of all, save the planet. What? Are these people kidding me? Save the planet? We don't even know how to take care of ourselves yet. We haven't learned how to care for one another. We're going to save the planet? I'm getting tired of that. Tired of that. I'm tired of earth day i'm tired of these self-righteous environmentalists these white bourgeois liberals who think the only thing wrong with this country is there aren't enough bicycle paths people trying to make the world safe for their volvos besides environmentalists don't give a about the planet they don't care about the planet not in the abstract they don't not in the abstract they don't you know what they're interested in a clean place to live their own habitat. They're worried that someday in the future they might be personally inconvenienced. Narrow, unenlightened self-interest doesn't impress me. Besides, there is nothing wrong with the planet. Nothing wrong with the planet. The planet is fine. The people are f***ed. <laughs> Difference. Difference. The planet is fine. 
compared to the people, the planet is doing great. It's been here four and a half billion years. Did you ever think about the arithmetic? Planet has been here four and a half billion years. We've been here, what, 100,000, maybe 200,000? And we've only been engaged in heavy industry for a little over 200 years. 200 years versus four and a half billion. And we have the conceit to think that somehow we're a threat? That somehow we're going to put in jeopardy this beautiful little blue-green ball that's just a-floating around the sun? The planet has been through a lot worse than us. Been through all kinds of things worse than us. Been through earthquakes, volcanoes, plate tectonics, continental drift, solar flares, sunspots, magnetic storms, the magnetic reversal of the poles, hundreds of thousands of years of bombardment by comets and asteroids and meteors, worldwide floods, tidal waves, worldwide fires, erosion, cosmic rays, recurring ice ages, and we think some plastic bags and some aluminum cans are going to make a difference? The planet... The planet... The planet isn't going anywhere. We are. We're going away. Pack your folks. We're going away. And we won't leave much of a trace either. Thank God for that. Maybe a little styrofoam. Maybe. A little styrofoam. Planet will be here and we'll be long gone. Just another failed mutation. Just another closed-end biological mistake. An evolutionary cul-de-sac. The planet will shake us off like a bad case of fleas. <laughs> a surface nuisance. Puts things in context, doesn't it? How preposterous the media and the Democrats and the left are. Go ahead. You want to know how the planet's doing? Ask those people at Pompeii who are frozen into position from volcanic ash how the planet's doing. Want to know if the planet's all right? Ask those people in Mexico City or Armenia or a hundred other places buried under thousands of tons of earthquake rubble if they feel like a threat to the planet this week. How about those people in Kilauea, Hawaii who build their homes right next to an active volcano and then wonder why they have lava in the living room. The planet will be here for a long, long, long time after we're gone, and it will heal itself, it will cleanse itself, because that's what it does. It's a self-correcting system. The air and the water will recover, the earth will be renewed, and if it's true that plastic is not degradable, well, the planet will simply incorporate plastic into a new paradigm, the earth plus plastic. (laughs) The earth doesn't share our prejudice towards plastic. Plastic came out of the earth. The earth probably sees plastic as just another one of its children. Could be the only reason the earth allowed us to be spawned from it in the first place. It wanted plastic for itself. (laughs) Didn't know how to make it. Needed us. Could be the answer to our age-old philosophical question, why are we here? Plastic. So... The plastic is here. Our job is done. We can be phased out now. And I think that's really started already, don't you? I mean, to be fair, the planet probably sees us as a mild threat, something to be dealt with. And I'm sure the planet will defend itself in in, in the uh, manner of a large organism, like a beehive or an ant colony can muster a defense. I'm sure the planet will think of something. What would you do if you were the planet trying to defend against this pesky, troublesome species? Let's see. What might... Hmm, viruses. Viruses might be good 
they seem vulnerable to viruses. And uh, viruses are tricky, always mutating and forming new strains whenever a vaccine is developed. Perhaps this first virus could be one that, that compromises the immune system of these creatures, perhaps a human immunodeficiency virus, making them vulnerable to all sorts of other diseases and infections that might come along. And maybe it could be spread sexually, making them a little reluctant to engage in the act of reproduction. Well, that's a poetic note. And it's a start. And I can dream, can I? So I don't worry about the little things. Bees, trees, whales, snails. I think we're part of a greater wisdom than we will ever understand. A higher order. Call it what you want. You know what I call it? The big electron. The big electron. Whoa. 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 It doesn't punish. It doesn't reward. It doesn't judge at all. It just is. And so are we. For a little while. Well, ladies and gentlemen, he can say it better than I, and he did. How ridiculous this is. How you would destroy a country. Destroy 150 years of economic progress and human progress. Because the left has gone mainstream media. Because the left has devoured the Democrat Party. Because of academia. Because of the ideologues. And here we are, making damn fools of ourselves. You know, Liberty and Tyranny, as you know, was written some time ago. But 1.5 million of you purchased a copy of it in one form or another. Came out in 2009, 10 years ago. And in the book, I point to Dr. John Brignell, retired professor of industrial instrumentation, University of Southampton in Britain. He composed a list of alarmist claims in newspapers that man-made global warming causes or is caused. Several years ago, I read the whole list. I won't do that to you this evening, but I'll give you a sense for what it says. The media. The media propaganda ten and a half years ago and before and since. Man-made climate change. What is it causing? It's in alphabetical order. Acne. Agricultural land increase. Afghan poppies destroyed. Africa devastated. African aid threatened. Africa in conflict. Aggressive weeds. Air pressure changes. Alaska reshaped. Allergies increase. The Alps melting. The Amazon a desert. The American dream ended. Amphibians breeding earlier. Amphibians not breeding. Ancient forest dramatically changed. Animals head for the hills. Antarctic ice grows. Antarctic ice shrinks. Antarctic sea life at risk. Anxiety treatment. Algal blooms. Archaeological sites threatened. Arctic bogs melt. Arctic in bloom. Arctic ice freeze. Arctic lakes disappear. Arctic tundra to burn. The Atlantic less salty. The Atlantic more salty. Atmospheric circulation modified. Attack of the killer jellyfish. Avalanches reduced. Avalanches increased. Baghdad, snow. Bahrain, underwater. Bananas grow. Beer shortage. Beetle infestation. Better beer. Big melt faster. Billion dollar research projects. Billion homeless. Billions face risk. Billions of deaths. Bird distributions change. Bird visitors drop. Birds confused. Birds return early. Birds driven north. 
Bitter boom ends. Blackbird stops singing. Blizzards. Blue muscles return. Blue tongue. Brains shrink. Bridges collapse. Britain's <coughs> Siberia. British gardens change. Brothels struggle. Brown Ireland. Bubonic plague. Budget increases. Buddhist temple threatened. Building collapse. Building season extension. Bushfires. Business opportunities. Business risks. Butterflies move north. Camel deaths. Cancer deaths in England. Cannibalism. Cataracts. uh, uh, Caterpillar biomass shift. Cave paintings threatened. Childhood insomnia. Cholera. Circumcision in decline. Civil unrest. Cloud increase. Cloud stripping. Cockroach migration. Coffee threat. I've only started in the seas, ladies and gentlemen. Have you had enough of this? This is widespread systemic propaganda intended to destroy the core fundamentals of this great grand country. I'll be right back. You know, our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. But the vast majority of them have abandoned their missions, locked in the grip of political correctness. They no longer allow free and open discourse. Rejecting the idea of objective truth, they peddle moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, none of this applies to Hillsdale College. For almost two centuries, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. Now, as Hillsdale celebrates its 175th year, it remains committed to offering its students the very best liberal arts education in the land, as well as to extending its mission nationwide through its many outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. These include free online courses, the publication of its Free Speech Digest and Primus, its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and its Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 charter schools nationwide. Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, this is Hillsdale College. And let me add, I think so much of Hillsdale College. I donated an original copy of a compilation of the Federalist Papers, which sit today as I speak at the Kirby Center. Hillsdale College, America's College. Why are the media, all the media, censoring top scientists in this country who reject the notion of man-made climate change or who say it is of minimal consequence? Why don't they place on these programs as Fred Singer, a leading scientific skeptic of global warming, an atmospheric physicist, founder of the Science and Environmental Policy Project, challenging the published findings of the United Nations. And I'm going to go on with some other scientists, a handful, but there are hundreds, even thousands. And yet they get absolutely no time on CNN, MSNBC, any of the networks, really any cable program. I'll be right back. The good, the true, the beautiful. Think about those concepts for a second. What do they mean? 
How can one begin to understand these high and noble ideals? It starts with the right kind of education. This kind of education used to be common, but it's become increasingly rare. It used to be that college students, young people, would study comprehensively a variety of subjects from philosophy to politics to biology, a core curriculum, in other words. Sadly, that's not the case these days. But I can tell you about one place where young people study like this, Hillsdale College. At Hillsdale, students work hard, spending more than half their time studying the core. The result? Hillsdale alumni are leaders with intelligence and character, ready to make a difference in their families, communities, and country. But it all starts with that core, the core that develops moral and intellectual virtue, the core that helps them understand the good, the true, and the beautiful. Find out more about what education is meant to be at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Mark Levin, America's mentor of conservatism. Call now at 877-381-3811. I'm probably the last of a small and shrinking breed, and that is a proud, outspoken free market capitalist. Because I see what the market system has done for this country. You see, there's been a propaganda effort since the rise of the progressives, really in the late 1860s, and they really took off in the late 1800s and early 1900s, embraced by both parties, Theodore Roosevelt, Woodrow Wilson, and their ilk. And they were wrong. And it's come to pass that we call the great titans of capitalism who created the Industrial Revolution, who made America the greatest superpower on the face of the earth, who helped create what we call the greatest middle class on the face of the earth, the blue-collar worker. They're painted as brutal men, vicious men, men who are anti-labor, and so forth and so on. But what do they do? What do they do? They created the commercial use of kerosene. No more candles in the homes. Then they moved from kerosene to natural gas. Then they moved from natural gas to crude oil. They moved from shipping petroleum on trains, the great trains, Vanderbilt, Scott, and others to the pipeline. Pipelines. Nobody thought of pipelines. As a result of American know-how, and as a result, I might add, of John D. Rockefeller. That's right, I said it. Other industries were born. Steel. The manufacture of steel on a massive level made it possible to build bridges of of enormous length. Buildings that used to be built of wood and brick and these terrible fires that would occur as a result, they would now be made of steel. Steel. Steel ships. Oil and steel made automobiles possible. Incredible. 
One thing led to another. The great industrial revolution that we use today, the, the inventions and so forth, lights, cars, rubber tires, steel, and all the rest of it. All the rest of it. If, in fact, the people running for the Democrat nomination for president had power in the 1860s, 70s, 80s, 1890s, 1900, 1910, and on, and if we had the same kind of media we have today, America would never have been America. People would be starving. People would be freezing. There'd be no electricity. You wouldn't have freezers and refrigerators. You wouldn't have all these conveniences like dishwashers, washing machines, dryers, toasters, hair dryers, automobiles, trucks. None of it would exist. None of it. If the current people running for Democrat or the Democrat nomination for president were in charge. None of it. And nobody, nobody was on that stage at CNN pushing back. If we had a media back then like we have today, there'd be no hope. We have brilliant, brilliant scholars today who counter what CNN and Meet the Press and the others are doing, but they are censored. They're given no time whatsoever. He's talking about Fred Singer, leading scientific skeptic of global warming. This is how the National Association of Scholars writes it. But he's an atmospheric physicist, founder of the Science and Environmental Policy Project, an organization that began challenging the published findings of the UN Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC, in the 1990s. And uh, Singer established the Non-Governmental International Panel on Climate Change. In 2009, it published Climate Change Reconsidered, 880-page report that no journalist, anchorman, or host has ever read. And Singer believes global warming exists, but the human contributions to it are minimal. Minimal. Chuck Todd would dismiss him as a denier. Patrick Michaels, formerly professed at the University of Virginia, currently director of Center for Study of Science at Cato Institute, who was on Life, Liberty, and Levin some months ago. He's also a senior fellow in research and economic development at George Mason University. He says that climate models have done remarkably poorly in replicating the evolution of global temperature during the past several decades, and that high-end climate horror stories emanating from these lousy models, quoting him, are largely unsupported by observations. Further, they managed to ignore a spate of published science demonstrating that the sensitivity of temperature to carbon dioxide changes was substantially overestimated in those models. Richard Lindzen. A distinguished senior fellow at Cato Center for the Study of Science, Emeritus Professor of Meteorology at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Previously Professor of Dynamic Meteorology at Harvard University. He's a member of the National Academy of Sciences, a fellow of both the American Meteorological Society and the American Association for the Advancement of Science. Does he sound like a kook? 
He received the Jewel G. Carney Award for highly significant research in the atmospheric sciences from the American Meteorological Society and Distinguished Engineering Achievement Award from the Engineers Council in 2009. His pioneering research in atmospheric dynamics has led to his conclusion that the sensitivity of surface temperature increases in atmospheric carbon dioxide is considerably below that necessary to generate disastrous climate change. He wasn't on CNN either. Patrick Moore, Greenpeace co-founder and Canadian ecologist, testified before the United States Senate that there's little correlation to support a direct casual relationship between CO2 emissions and rising global temperatures. He said there's no scientific proof that human emissions of carbon dioxide are the dominant cause of the minor warming of the Earth's atmosphere over the past 100 years. If there were such proof, it would be written down for all to see. No actual proof, as it is understood in science, exists. And he attacked the UN's Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change for claiming it extremely likely, quote-unquote, that human activity is the dominant cause for global warming, noting that extremely likely is not a scientific term. And he warned the stat that the statistics presented by the IPCC are not the result of mathematical calculations or statistical analysis and may have been invented to support the UN's so-called expert judgment. Roy Spencer received his Ph.D. in meteorology at the University of Wisconsin-Madison in 1981 before becoming a principal research scientist at the University of Alabama in Huntsville in 2001. He was, uh, let's see here, a senior scientist for climate studies at NASA's Marshall Space Flight Center, where he and Dr. John Christie received NASA's Exceptional Scientific Achievement Medal for their global temperature monitoring work with satellites. Spencer's work with NASA continues as the U.S. science team leader for the advanced microwave scanning radiometer flying on NASA's Aqua satellite. He dismisses man-made climate change as having any serious effect on the climate. But that doesn't stop the media. It goes on and on. It doesn't stop the Democrats. Oh, we'll get to them and what they said, but we've got to do this my way first. Because I don't want you to tune out saying, oh, I already heard what those guys said. I just want you to hear out. Now, just as the media, tenured professors over the decades, have trashed the men who were behind the Industrial Revolution who made your life and everybody else's life in this country far better, much better, Our oil companies are endlessly trashed. The oil companies, which have made us energy independent. Big oil, medium-sized oil, little oil. Notice you don't hear about the oil companies gouging anymore or holding oil off the market in order to drive up prices. It is the oil companies of all sizes that developed the technology we call fracking, which has driven down the price of petroleum and made America energy independent. But I want to tell you another story about the oil companies. World War II. Keith Miller, who was writing at historynewsnetwork.org, 
The great tank commander, George S. Patton, found out the hard way how important oil was in the form of gasoline to the war effort. His tanks were moving so fast as they approached the Siegfried line of Germany, they all ran out of gasoline. And to get more fuel to the fiery general as quickly as possible, it had to be airlifted from Normandy. But many more stories of similar kind could be told. The truth is, oil was the indispensable product in all its forms to the Allied campaigns around the world. Without it, World War II could never have been won. For oil, once processed or refined in various ways, became the source of indispensable material for laying runways, making tul- and I may be pr- mispronouncing this, but so be it, making tulein, the chief component of TNT for bombs, the manufacturing of synthetic rubber for tires, and the distilling into gasoline for use in trucks, tanks, jeeps, and airplanes. And that's not to mention the need for oil as a lubricant for guns and machinery. And to provide all the oil, at least most of it, for the Allied war effort, the United States enlisted the aid of American oil companies, all of which responded without hesitation to the challenge. Meeting what everyone in the government knew would amount to a demand for oil in unprecedented quantities required much organization. On May 28, 1941, even then before the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor, FDR established by letter what became known officially as the Petroleum Administration for War on December 2, 1942. To head that agency, he appointed the very capable Harold I. Ickes, who had been Secretary of the Interior. Ickes soon after his appointment selected 72 leaders of America's oil industry from the Petroleum Industry Council for National Defense. Ickey's right-hand man from the oil business became Ralph Davies, vice president of Standard Oil of California, who Ickey's designated deputy petroleum coordinator. And this appointment, along with a meeting of 1,500 influential oilmen, dispelled any doubts about the willingness of Ickey's to cooperate fully with the oil industry leaders in their companies, great and small. In fact, he and Davies, along with the whole of the oil, American oil business, forged an amicable working relationship that endured throughout World War II. And he goes on to point out that there was this massive effort by the oil industry to find and produce oil, to refine oil, to get these petroleum uh, 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 products overseas to our troops as fast as humanly possible. And they succeeded And without it, we would have lost World War II. In various campaigns, the Germans ran out of oil. Now, these Democrats who are running for president, what the hell have they done for this country? What the hell have they done for this country? Any of them. In terms of job production entrepreneurship, economic growth, improving the quality of life. What the hell have these people done? And they're going to, they claim single-handedly, outside our constitutional construct, begin the process of destroying 150 years of economic advancement, of human advancement, Because of an existential climate change man-made event? More when I return. 
Mark Lupin. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now, I want to tell you about Imprimus, the free monthly speech digest of Hillsdale College. Imprimus is dedicated to educating citizens and promoting civil and religious liberty by covering important cultural, economic, political, and educational issues. First published in 1972, Imprimus is one of America's most widely read publications in support of liberty, with more subscribers, 3.9 million, than the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. And recent Imprimus publications have addressed issues like free speech, the regulation of big tech, mental illness, and the American medical insurance system. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers Imprimus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right. You can subscribe to Imprimus for free. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit Imprimus.Hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's Imprimus, I-M-P-R-I-M-I-S dot Hillsdale dot E-D-U. Welcome to Hillsdale. hour, now that we've laid the foundation, properly so, you're going to hear from the crackpots of the left, both in the media and in politics, and what it is they want to do to this country and how they want to control your daily lives and decisions. What you can purchase at the grocery store, what you can use at the dinner table, what kind of home you can have, what kind of automobile you can have, and all of it. Did you ever think you would turn that kind of decision-making over to a handful of politicians? That's what they're campaigning on. They're campaigning on poverty, widespread poverty, widespread government control. Do you understand what kind of police state you need to enforce these rules? Economic dislocation. Have we not seen this enough throughout the world, ladies and gentlemen, the application of this ideology? Well, if they applied here, you ain't seen nothing. And our enemies are rooting for these Democrats to win, any of them, rooting for them, because they know the consequence of their decisions in the great, mighty American economy and the American people. I hear Joe Biden and others say, we're Americans, we can do anything. We are Americans, we can do anything. But if our hands are tied, our feet are tied, our legs are tied, and our mouths are sealed by the government, then we can't do anything. We can do everything if they leave us alone. We can't do anything if they control us. And in the next hour, you're going to hear a number of things from a number of these candidates from the CNN Climate Crisis Special. And you're going to also hear one of these candidates who does believe in population control, particularly in the third world that is particularly minorities, where he believes America should be advancing and funding overseas abortions as a form of population control. This is what it always leads to, doesn't it, ladies and gentlemen? Controlling the people, controlling the population, controlling your lives, while they pretend to represent you and your interests. I'll be right back. (laughs) 
is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, Let me put it to you this way, folks. Any government that has the power to ban plastic straws has the power to ban anything. Any government that wants to ban plastic straws is going to ban anything. Plastic straws. How does that even wind up on their radar? First, we want to thank Grabian. Excellent website. I understand talk show hosts, I don't listen, all day have been using their montage without giving them credit. We give credit to everybody. They uh, produced a montage of the Democrat candidates and their solutions to climate change. All the things they want to ban. Cut one, go. Would you support changing the dietary guidelines? The, the, yes. You know, the food pyramid. But people yes. Are, like, yes. Reduce red meat specifically. Yes, I would. Do you ban plastic straws? I think we should. Yes. So would you ban offshore drilling? Yes. Just today, the Trump administration announced plans to overturn requirements on energy-saving light bulbs. Would you in- reinstate those requirements? <laughs> as oh. If you can get electricity from a light bulb, that utilizes one-tenth of the power that an old incandescent light bulb used, of course you're going to do that. We have to take the take combustion engine vehicles off the road as rapidly as we can. Educating everyone on the need to curb population growth seems a reasonable campaign to enact. Would you be courageous enough to discuss this issue and make it a key feature of a plan to address climate catastrophe? Well, Martha, the answer is yes. I think especially in poor countries around the world, Uh, where women do not necessarily want to have large numbers of babies and where they can have the opportunity through birth control to control the number of kids they have, something I very, very strongly uh, support. Let's talk about offshore drilling for oil. Would you ban it? Yes. Would you ban offshore drilling? (laughs) Absolutely yes. We will transition off of fossil fuels, natural gas, coal, Oil. What about the export of fossil fuels from the United States or Japan, man? Absolutely, we must get to that point. There's no question I'm in favor of banning fracking. I'm in favor of a carbon-free America. In my administration, we're not going to build any new nuclear power plants. We, 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 we set out the rules for what kind of plant, you know, coal-burning plants. No one's going to build another coal-burning. We've got to shut the ones down we have. We're going to end factory farming because that is not only, that is a danger to the environment and to climate change. You know, there will be a transition. There will be a transition and and, and there will be some pain there. And so, folks, we have CNN giving a platform to this and those questions coming from anchors and hosts, as you can see prodding them, prodding them to go ever farther and farther and farther. And when they leave that studio, they'll get on their planes and they'll fly to New Hampshire and Iowa. Well air-conditioned studios, beautiful studios with all kinds of lights, electricity, and all the rest of it. 
as these people, if they're anything, they're hypocrites. Joe Biden, yesterday on CNN, hat tip Breitbart, cut to go. And so where are we? Look what happened in Darfur. What's Darfur all about? Darfur is all about the fact that the sub-Saharan desert, because of the change in climate, no longer had enough arable land. Darfur is about climate change? This man's out of his mind. Go ahead. About moving their capital because it's going to sink. What happens if you get 10, 12, 13, 15, 100 million people on the move? That causes wars. And so it's well beyond whether or not it affects... So does ISIS, you jerk. And you unleashed ISIS. In Mattis' new book, he explains how you and Obama unleashed ISIS. You clown. I even hear conservatives on TV saying, you know, even with this gas, he's a very likable guy. Likable guy? He smeared Bob Bork. He smeared Clarence Thomas. He he smeared 25 other judicial nominees. Destroyed their characters and their reputations. But he's such a nice guy. Not a nice guy. Never been a nice guy. He's a hatchet man. Go ahead. And it did my family and still does, just like your families. This is personal. It's personal. Every one of you probably have a story that can talk about what's happened to something you care greatly about. And you see, it's because of climate change. Remember the first hour is reading from my book, Liberty and Tyranny? Everything has to do with climate change. Everything. Pete Buttigieg, a mayor from a small city. He knows everything, too. Cut three, go. Also, we're seeing more and more instability around the world. You know, there's evidence that droughts that might have been partly worsened by climate change contributed to everything from the Syrian civil war. No, there's no evidence of that whatsoever. None. Zero. None. Zero. Jihadis are what contributed to that, but they don't want to talk about that. Unfortunately, many areas in which where Islamist practice hasn't gone through a reformation like other religions. But they don't want to talk about that. It's just easier to say it's the climate. It's the climate. Go ahead. Migration out of Central America that's starting to hit our own borders. And this is just the very beginning. So, ladies and gentlemen, immigration, that is migration from Central America into the United States, is due to climate change. See, all we need to do is surrender our freedom to make decisions about big things and small things. Surrender our private property. Surrender our way of life. And then you see the world will be a much more peaceful place. You really believe that? Then if you do, you're insane. Cut four. Speaking of insane, go. So you mentioned our involvement and investment in Brazil. This is one of the pernicious outcomes of Donald Trump's trade policies. This trade war with China that has not only closed markets that farmers in Iowa and across this country have worked their entire lives to yeah, open Yeah, but up. wait until we get to the Green New Deal, which shuts down these farmers. And results in food rationing. Now that, now that, 
You see, that'll make everybody happy and equal. Go ahead. Not only put them further in debt at a time of declining farm incomes, it is providing an incentive for people to burn down the Amazon rainforest to plant soybeans so that they can sell into what? China because China... Blah, 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 blah. So the president's tariffs on China, which is our enemy, which is stealing our technology, which is positioning itself for global military supremacy. And he's confronting China. Is resulting in people burning the Amazon to grow soybeans. Where's the evidence for that? Are all these people like smoking pot? Are all these people on, on something? Because, of course, that would be a feather in the cap in the Democrat primary. Go ahead. Is looking for new, new sellers, uh, new producers for those soybeans that they are no longer buying from the United States of America. So, so I see it's happening in the Amazon. What a freak show. What a freak show. CNN's a freak show. These Democrats are a freak show. It's all a freak show. Cut five, go. I'm asking Americans to make this our priority as a country. One of the reasons I love the framing of the Green New Deal is it uses some of the language that we might associate with the way that we met the response of Nazi Germany in World War II. All of this country coming together with a singular focus of making sure that we overcome what was at that time an existential threat to this country. This, this is sick beyond description. The Third Reich, the Nazis... The virtual extermination of the European Jews and the virtual extermination of millions of other people. World War II, where tens of millions of people were slaughtered, innocent people. He dares to compare that to man-made climate change. Remember George Carlin in the first hour? This buffoon, this fool, this yuppie, all he is this yuppie dares to make that kind of comparison this is a very sick man very sick man born into wealth married into wealth he'll say anything anything to get attention it's really beyond belief Bernie Sanders cut six go what is the greatest personal sacrifice you are asking an American to make for climate change? Now, this guy's supposed to be a journalist. All these questions, Don Lemon, this clown, the others, they're supposed to be journalists. They don't question climate change. They don't ask for evidence of climate change. They don't talk to the American people about the science they say, which is indisputable, they claim. None of it. Softball, hardcore, left-wing social activism questions. What is what? What do you recommend that each individual do in order to stop climate change? Go ahead. To to, to stop climate change. Well, I think we are. You know, we're so going none to of ha- this is substantive. None of it. None of it's substantive. It's all emotional. It's all feelings. It's all pablum. Go ahead. Change. Um, we're going to have to change the nature of many of the things that we're doing right now, many of the products that we're using. He used an example. There are people who like their car, which is a 
an internal combustion engine. And we're going to have to say to those people, please, let's work together to save the uh, Your cars are out. Your straws are out. Your light bulbs are out. Go ahead. But like old-fashioned light bulbs, we're going to have to say we can save an enormous amount of uh, electricity by using uh, LEDs. Um, so I think that... Now, is- see, ladies and gentlemen, if we stop using the old-fashioned light bulbs, we'll make massive contributions to saving the planet. People like this used to be committed. We used to have insane asylums. Now it's called CNN and MSNBC in the Capitol building. This is where we put the insane. Go ahead. Totality, uh, what we are saying. Ah, shut up, you idiot. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. are a joke, but if they get power, they're deadly serious. I'm not kidding. And look how quickly these corporations buckle, even small businesses, these restaurants who don't, that don't have plastic straws. Now, uh, in addition to Walmart and Kroger, other uh, companies are uh, joining in on their gun control efforts. Absolutely bizarre. Absolutely ridiculous. Bernie Sanders, again, on CNN last night. Cut seven, go. There's folks out who just heard you say, talk about higher taxes and taxpayers out there paying more. Would you guarantee to the American public tonight that the responsibility for $16.3 trillion, which is a massive amount of money, wouldn't end up on taxpayers' shoulders? No, 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 just, just stop a second. How is that possible? Sixteen point three trillion dollars. Sixteen point three trillion dollars. In one year, this economy produces a little over eighteen trillion dollars in wealth. But don't worry, it's not going to wind up on the taxpayers. Neither will wiping out college debt. Neither will free college. Neither will free health care. No, no, no. Don't worry, folks. You're not going to pay anything. Well, maybe you'll pay some of it. Go ahead. Well, it'll end up on some taxpayers' shoulders if you are in the Fossil fuel industry, you're going to be paying more in taxes. That's for sure. And why should you? Why should you? The people in the fossil fuel industry just made us energy independent. Not you, you blowhard. 
They just made us energy independent. They just brought down the price of fuel. And by the way, they help cut spending. Not the politicians from Washington. So our military is actually paying less for petroleum. As a result of what these fossil fuel companies did. So you know what we need to do? Punish them. Punish them. Attack them. Destroy them. So we have shortages. This is sick. Sick. Go ahead. And I happen to believe... And then you have the clapping seals in the audience. They're all climate change activists, don't you know? Go ahead. At a time when we have massive levels of income and wealth inequality... Now, let's, 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 let's just stop. Massive levels of income inequality. What does that mean? What does it mean? That there's some very, very wealthy people in this country? Well, maybe they should be very, very wealthy. Maybe they've done things, created things, offered things, produced things that other people haven't. So rather than destroying them, why don't people focus on their own lives? I've said this before as an example. Let's say the guy next door to me is worth $10 billion. $10 billion. Well, why is that relevant to me? Why is that relevant to me? Why is that relevant to my job? Why is that relevant to my family or to my way of life? It has nothing to do with it. Well, that just shows you capitalism is a... No, it doesn't show you that capitalism is anything bad. It shows you that that guy living next door created something, invented something, marketed, produced something that all of us wanted. And so he became enormously rich. Good for him. What the hell does it have to do with me? Maybe he employs 25,000 people. I don't. Again, what the hell's wrong with that? Why are we supposed to hate that guy? And remember what we discussed the other week? When you look at actually what people receive, that the quote-unquote poor in our country, when you include all the government benefits, are actually receiving more then 63%, I believe that was the figure, then 63% of the people who live in on ordinary means in the rest of the world, including the developed world, especially the developed world. So Bernie Sanders wants everything to look bleak and dire and unequal. The system is a disaster. The oceans are rising. It's getting hotter in the summer, colder in the winter. Capitalism is immoral. The military's out of control. Just turn everything over to Bernie. Where abortion on demand will be funded, even overseas. Where the borders will be wide open. Where we'll eliminate, eliminate oil and petroleum. Oh, Bernie's got the answers. This guy doesn't even know how to wipe his, uh, his eyebrows. I'll be right back. You wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. 
Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the Nutrition Facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. He's driving the media mad. Mark Levin, call in with your outrage. 877-381-3811. Democrats have been busy this summer hatching a socialist health care plan behind closed doors that's designed to be a major down payment on Bernie Sanders' Medicare for All scheme. To scheme because Medicare for All would entirely eliminate Medicare. You know, Medicare, the health care program our seniors have earned and relied on and paid into for most of their lives. And by the way, it would also eliminate all employer-based plans, all union-based plans, all private sector health plans. Democrats want to force all Americans into a massive $32 trillion socialized medicine experiment where government bureaucrats, not doctors and patients, decide what treatments you can receive. Nancy Pelosi has been pushing drug price controls to set the stage for this government-run health care system. The only question I have is, will Republicans in the Senate stop Pelosi's down payment on Medicare for all? Will they cut a deal like cut and run that will come back to bite them later? It's a good question, because some Republicans, including some technocrats in the administration, already seem to have bought into price controls. Folks, socialism's not the answer. It's a cancer. Just look at what health care has done in countries like Venezuela, Cuba, and China. Even so-called democratic socialist countries like Canada and the U.K. Nobody goes to the U.K. for health care. Nobody goes to Canada for health care. In fact, they come here. Certainly don't go to the U.K. for dental care. Now, this is where they ration. Access restrictions. Wait times are the norm. This is not the path that the United States should head down. So get the facts. Go to TrueHealthCareFacts.com. TrueHealthCareFacts.com. That's TrueHealthCareFacts.com. Okay, I'm not done. They had seven hours. I need a couple. Julian Castro. If you didn't know better, you'd think he's one of the Castro brothers of Cuba. And there are two of them. They're twins. One's in the house. One was mayor. One was... He was also in the uh, Obama cabinet. Now he's running on his own. Another radical kook, but aptly named Castro. Should we teach climate change in our schools? In other words, should we indoctrinate our children? Now, you know this is already happening, right? You know your children and grandchildren are already being indoctrinated, right? You break your butts to pay your property taxes to subsidize these school systems, and you have no damn say on what they do. Nothing. That's why more and more people are looking for alternatives, whether it's homeschooling, whether it's school choice, private schools, whatever it is. Cut eight, go. Should climate change be taught in schools? And if so, how should climate education be implemented? By the way, aren't these tough questions these Democrats are getting? 
Is there any form where Republicans get easy questions? Aren't these tough questions? Hey, should this be taught in our school systems? What do you say? What do you say? Oh, that's a tough one there. I Go ahead. The school curriculum. Uh, yes, I believe that it should. In fact, I believe that uh, it's essential if we want to raise a generation, a generation of Americans that will... By the way, has anyone learned anything about climate change on this seven-hour news program? Not a damn thing. This is all about cheerleading. CNN, really, I hope CNN goes to hell. I really do. It is so hostile to press freedom. It is so hostile to the pursuit of objective truth. It is so destructive of the First Amendment. It really is. Go ahead. You know, do right by our planet. Make the little decisions in life that are going to help ensure that we can get where we need to get to get to net zero. Um, I think if we're going to get there, though, and this doesn't just apply First to... First of all, did you go to school? Talking about teaching in schools. To help ensure that we can get to where we need to get to get to net zero. That's close to illiterate, isn't it, Mr. Producer? Go ahead. The curriculum about the environment, it implies a whole bunch of other stuff. We need to do things like end this system of people that get elected, whether it's in Texas or other states, they get elected and then they sit on a statewide board that determines what is in curriculum. And too often times... Right-wing conservatives have taken... Oh, it's right-wing conservatives, you see. we got to round them up, or at least identify them. Maybe a scarlet letter. Maybe they'll have to wear kind of a a yellow symbol on their jackets. These people are... They're really... they're, they're, They're inhuman. They're destructive to our society, you see. They're in the way. Go ahead. These boards in places like Texas... And they affect who gets into the history books. It's slanted view on social oh, studies. All it's right, fun. shut up, idiot. Now there's Bernie Sanders. Back to Bernie. Because Bernie is the point of the spear. Or to relate this more to Bernie, he's the point of the sickle. Of the hammer and sickle. Cut nine, go. Human population growth has... Oh, oh by more- the way, this one speaking here is a teacher... You know, human population growth has a great effect on the environment and the climate. What can we do to get rid of humans? That's what she's really saying. What can we do to get rid of humans? Because you see, a baby in the womb is not a human being to these people. If you go after eagle eggs, the eggs of bald eagles, you'll go to prison. If you treat an animal... The way these people talk about human beings, you'll go to prison. And you should. And here it's a choice. Notice everything is poured into climate change. Everything. Every social activism agenda item. Every one of their policies poured into climate change. Even their social agenda. Go ahead. Human population growth has more than doubled in the past 50 years. So what? So what? Do you know, ladies and gentlemen, I bet you don't know this because it's certainly not taught, that about 5.5%, give or take, of the United States is developed, 
Did you know that, Mr. Producer? It's in liberty and tyranny. Five and a half percent about of the United States is actually developed, folks. Five and a half percent. Do you know there's not enough room for people? Not enough room. Well, then move to another place where there's a lot of room. Go ahead. It cannot sustain this growth. Empowering women and educating everyone on the need to curb population growth seems oh, a reasonable. Oh, empowering women. So now abortion's about empowering women. This is, I tell you, this, this is the, like mashed potatoes for brains here. You're empowering women. All the women I know love their children and grandchildren. Love them. They don't feel empowered to do what this woman suggests. Go ahead. ...to enact and educating everyone on the need to curb population growth seems a reasonable campaign to enact. Would you be courageous enough to discuss this issue and make it a key feature of a plan to address climate catastrophe? Now, wait a minute. I thought men couldn't discuss abortion. Remember, Mr. Producer? A man cannot discuss abortion, unless, of course, he's for it. Then talk away. Enjoy. But if you're against abortion, you can't talk about it. You're not a woman. Now, wait a minute. And neither is Bernie Sanders, uh, I don't believe. Ah, too bad. We agree with him. Now, listen to what this, this red has to say. Go ahead. Well, Martin, the answer is yes. <laughs> and the answer has everything to do with the fact that women in the United States of America, by the way, have a right to control their own bodies and make reproductive decisions. Yeah, yeah. I thought these people believed in science. You know, science tells us now something it didn't tell us when Roe v. Wade was decided, even though it was a joke of an opinion, because it had nothing to do with the Constitution. Just as this program on CNN has nothing to do with climate change. Now we know that these babies are viable at a younger and younger age. Now we know that they have fully formed feet and hands and faces. That they're beautiful, even though they're in the womb. They're beautiful. Now we know they feel pain when they're aborted. They feel pain. And they dismiss this as a choice. You have people applauding this, even if you support abortion. Why are you applauding this? They're applauding it. And then they talk about the NRA. The NRA should be on a domestic terrorist list because look at all the people they killed. They haven't killed anybody. They don't even promote killing anybody. They promote gun safety. They promote protecting lives. Planned Parenthood promotes the opposite. And the damn thing was founded by Sanger, who was a racist and one of the heroes of the Klan. Mark, Mark, come now. I want these suburban women to hear me. Because I know they're on the, they're on the cusp, they're teetering. You know, I, 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 I just can't get over Donald Trump's tweets. Will you pay attention? I'm explaining to No, no, the, the, the tweets, you know, more than anything else. Man, they, just, they just, they get under my skin. They get under my skin. And when I meet with the ladies at the uh, Pinochle Club, 
you know, we all agree. The, 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 the tweets, the tweeting, the Twitters, the, 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 the just, the just, they're too much. So I'm going to vote for a democratic socialist who's going to destroy our economy and destroy our society and destroy our schools and keep our borders open, spend trillions of dollars we don't have. Because those tweets, they, you know, the, the Trump tweets, they just, they just... All right, go ahead. And the Mexico City Agreement, which denies American aid to those organizations... Well, around. you know, uh, we Americans need to pay a lot of money for overseas abortions, ladies and gentlemen. And I hope you minority folks are listening very, very clearly to me. Because what Bernie Sanders is advocating is... The abortion, the mass abortions of people in the third world. You understand what I'm saying? Like Margaret Sanger. Bernie Sanders is Margaret Sanger in drag. Or something like that. And there they are applauding. On the left, they're applauding. Now when we come back, the great Kamala Harris. Yeah, where's she been? The great Kamala Harris, the great Cory Booker. The great Buttigieg. Who? Buttigieg. Excuse me, do you have something in your throat? Buttigieg. And of course, there's Elizabeth Warren. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. With the daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickhouseLevin.com, that's BrickhouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. I don't even need seven hours. I mean, it would be fun. Three's plenty. Here I am taking on all the Democrats and the media. Imagine that. Not one damn one of them will come on this show. None of them. Wouldn't it be nice if search engines and social media sites were unbiased platforms that didn't choose a side politically? We'll keep dreaming. In 2016, the tech elites at Google bragged about donating millions of dollars to Hillary. Now, these big tech companies that restrict the free speech rights of conservatives are the very same corporations we're trusting to handle our personal data online. I don't want them using my web history, do you? Or video searches against me? That's why I use ExpressVPN every time I go online. Why? It's the best. Or they wouldn't be a sponsor here, I can tell you that. 
So when I use ExpressVPN, these tech companies can't see my IP address at all. My identity is masked and made anonymous. So your privacy is protected. Plus, ExpressVPN has the added benefit of encrypting 100% of your data to keep you safe from hackers and Internet bad guys. Protect your online activity today, right now. Find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash mark. That slash mark's important. That's expressvpn, vpn.com slash mark, and you'll get three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash mark to learn more, a whole lot more. Kamala Harris. She's been in the Senate two and a half years, and she knows everything. Everything there is to know. Did you know that she is an amateur climatologist and dietitian? Oh, yeah. She's an amateur fracker. And I mean that in a good way. Cut 10, go. Will you commit to implementing a federal ban on fracking your first day in office? Now, stop right there. There's a federal ban on fracking. The price of oil and gasoline will go through the roof. There'll be shortages. There'll be shortages. And we'll have to purchase our oil and gas from our friends in the Middle East. Go ahead. United States, the list of countries who have banned this devastating practice. There's no question I'm in favor of banning fracking. So, so yeah. just look how glib she is. Well, there's no question we're going to ban fracking. No, no question. We're going to busing. We're going to ban fracking. Medicare for all. Yeah, no, 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 no question about it. No question. Well, is there an issue here? Are there deniers out there? There, there are. Are there reprobates? Are there? No question about it. We're going to deny ban fracking. Uh, yes, exactly. That's what we're going to. We're going to ban fracking. You know, my days as a district attorney in the San Francisco. Uh, City of San Francisco taught me very much about fracking. Oh yes, yes, there's no question. When I was Attorney General of California, <clears throat> oh yes, uh, fracking was uh, very, very important to me. I studied it uh, very, very thoroughly. And you know, when I was in the Senate, and I am, you know, for two and a half years, nobody knew more fracking about me. Uh, I knew a lot more than Cory Booker. I mean, I'll tell you, Cory doesn't know anything about it. I know it. So yes, of course, we're going to get rid of it. Go ahead. What we can do on day one around public lands, right? Yes, yes. And um, and then mm-hmm. there has to be legislation. But yes, and this is something I've taken on in California. I have a yes, history of yes. working on this issue. And Unless your... I, have, I have a history driving up fuel costs for the average citizen, particularly the working poor, and creating shortages. Oh, yes, I have a history doing this in uh, California. Of course, I'd like to project that all across the nation, you know, fracking. It's the one F word I don't like, this fracking, this fracking thing, fracking. Fractorcide. As a matter of fact, I used to call it fractorcide. Go ahead. Um, and, you know, the, we have to just acknowledge that the residual impact of fracking is enormous in terms of the impact on the health and safety of communities. Yes, yes. And, of course, I have no evidence of that whatsoever. There's been many studies done. I have no evidence about that. The water tables and all the rest of it. And uh, No, no. But, look, it's been devastating. Health, safety, climate change, let's see, uh, same-sex marriage. Uh, what else can I mention here? Oh, yes, racism, anti-Semitism. It's all kind of bumbled in one. So if you support fracking, obviously you're a white nationalist. Go ahead. Yeah, so thank you. So would you ban offshore drilling? Yes. And I've, again, worked on that. <laughs> yes, I've worked on that. I banned stuff left and right. 
we're banning things all the time here in California. Yes, yes. No offshore drilling, no nuclear power, no fracking, no coal. No. That's why all the people in California, you've noticed, walk around with propeller caps. You notice they have propeller caps and battery-operated socks. If you notice that here in California, we're very, we're very, very advanced. If you noticed our wind farms, these massive propellers that come out of the ground, acre after acre after acre after acre. Oh, yes, yes, yes. They're beautiful, aren't they? I mean, they're absolutely beautiful. So uh, we here, the uh, blue state of California, and the people who run the government here in the blue state of California, we know exactly what we're doing. I ban things all the time. Nobody bans more things than I do. Except marijuana. Now, marijuana we like. We don't ban marijuana, no. Illegal aliens, no, no. We don't ban them either. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Hour three. Our number, 877-381-3811, I want to thank the millions and millions of you listening to this program on AM and FM radio, on satellite radio, on the Mark Levin app, on the iHeart radio app, on the Mark Levin podcast, and on pirate ships from sea to shining sea. We have eight and a half million terrestrial radio listeners. We have three million podcast listeners. Several million people tap in through the Mark Levin app and iHeartRadio app. We have no idea how many listen on satellite because satellite doesn't tell us or doesn't know. All over the world. Millions. And I cannot thank you enough. And I hope I make your time here worthwhile. You know, Anderson Cooper, Wolf Blitzer, and the rest of the farce that that claim to be journalists and hosts and anchors at CNN, among others, they all want a reason, a reason to exist. They all want to, they all want, they all want to be famous. They all want to be popular. And so they are believers in this radical progressive agenda. They're, they're true believers. But if you're a true believer, you're not supposed to be a reporter. But it doesn't matter anymore. There's no self-policing. So Jeffrey Motherzucker wants these kinds of people working at CNN. Andrew Lackey wants these kind of people working at NBC and MSNBC. AT&T, which owns CNN. You know, I have to get cable at another house. And I'm specifically not, and Wi-Fi, I'm specifically not using AT&T. But then there's Comcast, which owns NBC and MSLSD. Disasters. Then there's the anti-Semitic New York slimes. There's the pathetic Washington Compost which is owned by Amazon, and so forth and so on. But let's get back to the freak show, shall we? 
the climate crisis. My God. That climate crisis. There's a hurricane. We've never had hurricanes before, have we, Mr. Producer? No. And people who choose to live on the coasts, I have a home on the coast. So like, you know, I, I, I can't believe there's a hurricane. I can't believe these winds. I can't believe the, the oceans and so forth. There must be climate change. Somebody fix it. Nobody can fix it. Nobody, hello? Nobody can fix it. So it's Cory Booker. Cory Booker knows how to fix the world, knows how to fix the planet. He just couldn't figure out how to fix Newark. Here's Cory Booker. Cut 11, go. Would you ban offshore drilling? <laughs> By the way, there's Don Lemon is, is obsessed with offshore drilling. Would you ban offshore drilling? And they all say yes, of course. Go ahead. Absolutely, yes. I will ban offshore drilling. Why? Because, again, where have we seen these leases? That the, and this is why I've been fighting, doing demonstrations on the Jersey Shore to stop. He's been the, demonstrating on the Jersey Shore? How so? Running up and down the beach? I mean, I'm no, he's demonstrating on the Jersey Shore. How about that? Well, he is a real... Uh, courageous man, this Cory Booker, demonstrating on the Jersey Shore uh, against offshore drilling. Anyway, let's go. Go ahead. Why? Because when we know they drill, they spill. Ask Alaska. No, we don't know when they drill, they spill. There are accidents. That's true. There are accidents, but in the vast majority of cases, there aren't accidents. Go ahead. Ask California. Ask the Gulf Coast, destroying the environment. If my goal is to get our, to our, our electric, electric, electricity zero carbon emission. I, I have no idea what that, electricity zero carbon emission. What's that mean, Mr. Producer? How do we get electricity? I mean, uh, they think they're Ben Franklin. They fly a kite and put a key on the end of it. I don't recommend that, by the way. Uh, I'm waiting for Cory Booker to explain himself to me. But who cares? Go ahead. He's phasing off of fossil fuels. Why would we phase off fossil fuels? Phase off fossil fuels to get what? For what? They have no idea what the hell they're talking about. You know, the last guy that tried this, his name was Barack Milhouse Benito Obama. And what happened? we, uh, We need solar panels. So they started this company called Solyndra. You remember that fraud? They ripped us off. The American taxpayer of fortune. And they never got off the ground. That's your government at work. If we relied on the government for food, we'd starve to death. Go ahead. By to zero, uh, net zero uh, carbon emissions by 2045. Where did you pull nation. that number from? Pull it out of his ear. So net zero carbon emissions by 2045. You know what that means if we have that? What? The greatest depression America has ever seen. The industrial parts of the country in full collapse. That's how you get there. You know who has net zero carbon emissions? Any country that's dirt poor and doesn't have industry. Go ahead. 
We have to get off of fossil fuels. So why would I allow new leases? But this is not just this is not just offshore drilling. This is things like fracking on public That's my land. Next question. You ban fracking? Uh, listen, right right away on public lands, absolutely yes. Yes, yes, yes. Don, Donnie Lemon. Of course we would. Have any of these people been challenged by the questioners in any way? No. This is a love fest. It's a love fest. That's what it is. There's no challenging question. This is a news platform, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, you know that ratings stunk? MSLSD beat them on the ratings, and of course Fox beat both of them on ratings. They might beat Buttigieg on CNN today. Hat tip, right scoop, cut 12, go. If you look at the moments when this country rose to a major challenge, overcoming the Great Depression, winning World War II, going to the moon, it required something out of all of us. And Yes, I think we- it required lots and lots of petroleum to go to the moon, to win World War II, and to get out of the Depression. You know who's rolling in his grave right now? Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. The God of the progressive movement. He's rolling in his grave right now. He didn't hate the oil companies. So how did we win World War II? I told you in hour one. How did we get to the moon? Uh, I don't know. Special batteries? Electricity? No, fuel, lots and lots of fuel. How do we win World War II? Lots and lots of fuel. How we get out of the Great Depression? Production, lots and lots of industry. So Buttigieg is a moron Go ahead be standing taller. See, right now we're, we're in a mode where we're, uh, I think we're thinking about it mostly through the perspective of, of guilt, uh, you know, from using a straw to eating a burger. Am I part of the problem? And in a certain way, yes, but the most exciting thing is that we can all be part of the solution. You know, you're an idiot. Am I using a straw and eating a burger? I'm part of the problem? Mr. Producer, then I'm part of the problem every damn day. Using a straw and eating a burger... If you stop doing that, the world will get colder? What the hell is he saying? I don't even know. Does he know? Nobody knows. And there's not a serious journalist there to say, uh, hello, Mr. Buttigieg, yes. When's the last time you had a psychological examination? Uh, what? What? What are you talking about? You're rambling like a moron. You're rambling like Joe Biden and, and Robert Mueller. Then, of course, there's Elizabeth Warren. Ah, Elizabeth Warren. Media love Elizabeth Warren. That's who they really want nominated. That's why now and then they slap around Lunch Bucket Joe. That's why they slap him around from time to time. Because they really want Elizabeth Warren. And Fredo Cuomo is the one who gets to ask her a question. Cut 13, go. But do you think that the government should be in the business of telling you what kind of light bulb you can have? Now, let's just stop right there. I have to give Cuomo some credit here. This is the first real question that was asked any of the stooges on the stage there. Now, he doesn't really follow up in a tough way, but he, somebody finally asked the question. And let's listen to the genius response 
from the multimillionaire and former Native American, Elizabeth Warren. Go. Come on, give me a break. You You see, they think they're clever. Give me a break. In other words, don't ask me a question like that. I want softballs. You know the government can do whatever the hell it damn well wants to do, especially if I'm president. Especially if I, Elizabeth, Evita, Warren, am president of the United States. Go ahead. Is that yes? No. Here's Look, there are a lot of ways that we try to change our energy consumption and our pollution. And God bless all of those ways. What does that mean, God bless all of those ways? Go ahead. Light bulbs, some of it is on straws, some of it... Some of it, light bulbs, straws. Gee, what else? Go ahead. Bang, is on cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers, light bulbs and straws and cheeseburgers. Come on, folks. What did I tell you? The government that has the power... To ban a plastic straw has the power to ban anything. Because a plastic straw is nothing but a piece of plastic that allows you to drink from a cup. Where have we gone from a limited federal government, a constitutional republic, to this? You can thank the progressives. You can thank the Supreme Court. This is an appalling, appalling discussion. We are so far removed from constitutionalism and republicanism, it's not funny. Because these insane political hacks are as serious as a heart attack. Go ahead. There are a lot of different pieces to this, and I get that people are trying to find the part that they can work on and what can they do. And I'm in favor of that and I'm going to help and I'm going to support. But understand, this is exactly what the fossil fuel industry hopes we're all talking about. So you see, it's the fossil fuel industry that's out to get us. Like the pharmaceutical industry is out to get us. Like the automobile manufacturers are out to get us. American industries out to get us. Get us. They just want to get in the way of government. They want to get in the way of socialism. But Walmart doesn't. Walmart just surrendered our Second Amendment. Kroger's just surrendered our... They they fall like a bunch of dominoes. All you need is a little pressure. Okay, okay. Go ahead. That's what they want us to talk about. This is your problem... They want to be able to stir up a lot of controversy. What the hell is she talking about? They, the fossil fuel companies, want to say... Let me tell you, what these Democrats know is their base is dumb as hell. This much they know. That their base is truly, really stupid. That's why they sound stupid. Stupid gets votes in the Democrat primary. Go ahead bulbs around your straws and around your cheeseburgers when 70 percent of the pollution of the carbon that we're throwing into the air all right stop carbon dioxide is not pollution she's an ignoramus carbon listen to me you can google it i'd rather you not use google bing it or something else 
Man, oh man, by the way, I have an unbelievable interview on Sunday. It'll knock your socks off. It'll knock your socks off. It's probably one of the top two or three interviews that I've had with Dr. Robert Epstein. You are not going to believe what this man has to say, and I give him a full hour to say it. <coughs> Everybody, our jaws hit the, hit the ground. So make sure you watch, please. Sunday, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, Life, Liberty, and Levin on Fox. Anyway, go ahead. Comes from three industries. Let me finish. Carbon dioxide is not a pollutant. Look it up. Any fifth grader who's taken a science class knows that carbon dioxide is not a pollutant. Every time you exhale, which is constantly if you're alive, you're exhaling carbon dioxide. You take oxygen, you process it, your body does, and you expel carbon dioxide. According to her, human beings are polluting just by living and breathing. Meanwhile, plant life takes the carbon dioxide through osmosis and creates oxygen. So without carbon dioxide, there's no oxygen. And without oxygen, there's no carbon dioxide. She's trying to get you to think it's carbon monoxide. She's an ignoramus, another one. You're not spewing carbon dioxide into the air. It is what it is. Just like condensation is what it is. Go ahead. Can set our targets and say by 2028, 2030, and 2035, no more. Shut up, you idiot. You set all the targets you want. Maybe if you shut your mouth a little bit, there'll be less carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide. Now it's a pollutant. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I told you. Took them seven hours, but it's going to take me three. Kamala Harris. What else shall we ban? Cut 14, go. The, the balance that we have to strike here frankly, is about what government can and should do around creating incentives and then banning certain behaviors. I mean, just to be very honest with you, I love cheeseburgers from time to time, right? I mean, I, I, Ooh, I just do. Oh, I don't think you're qualified. Now, if you smoke pot, you'll run to the head of the list. But if you eat cheeseburgers, no, now you're in trouble. Go ahead. I think that, um, but there is, but there has to be also what we do in terms of creating incentives that we will eat in a healthy way, that we will encourage moderation, and that we will be educated. So about the government is not allowed in your bedroom, of course, but it's allowed in your kitchen, in your stove, in your microwave oven, in your pantry, at the dinner table, at the breakfast table, at the lunch table government all over your house, all over the place. I'll be right back. The Mark Levin Show, live and national at 877-381-3811. You love the fact checkers on Trump every time he says anything or moves his pen on a board. Look at that. Look at that. He's a liar. Look at that. Look at 
Meanwhile, that whole thing on climate crisis on CNN last night, all these crackpots and knuckleheads with don't eat hamburgers, we're going to ban plastic straws, it'd be better if most of us were vegetarians and all the rest of it. The insanity, the collective insanity of the leadership of the Democrat Party is incredible. You know, ladies and gentlemen, the summer inventory clearance sale for Chaminade, well, it's rolling to an end. Right now, when you order Genesel Jawline Treatment, you'll get the classic Genesel for bags and puffiness free. That's right, free today. Now, here's Beverly from Huntsville, Alabama. OMG, I love this product. I saw a difference almost immediately. I would recommend to everyone if they have a problem with their jawline, all Genesel products are amazing. Now, using MDL technology in Chaminade's proprietary base, Genesel's new jawline treatment specifically targets the delicate skin around the neck and jaw for tight, healthy, younger-looking skin. Results are guaranteed or 100% of your money back, no questions asked. And to start seeing results in 12 hours or less, Genesel immediate effects is also free. Order now, and their legendary collagen builder is free. Call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or go to Genesel.com. That's three free gifts with your order. Limited time only. 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or Genesel.com. One of our favorite congressmen is here. Actually, one of our favorite people. Devin Nunes, how are you, sir? Good, Mark. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. Now, you have filed a a major lawsuit against Fusion GPS. That's the firm that was behind the Steele dossier, among other things. A racketeering lawsuit. Tell the American people what's going on. We're filing against not only Fusion GPS, but Campaign for Accountability. And what we're saying is is they're no different than the mafia. And so this is what the RICO laws were designed to do. Uh, what they did to me and others, but, but this is specifically about me because it's a civil case, uh, and, it, and what I'm saying is, is that they filed all these bogus ethics complaints against me in 2018 to obstruct and impede and intimidate and derail our investigation into them. And the facts of the case are pretty simple, Mark, and I'll just you know name the big ones, but Campaign for Accountability is one of these groups that's like a window-dressing astroturfer specialty. They claim to be mm-hmm. you know, the, a good government group, but basically they're for sale, and they attack Republicans with ethics complaints. That's what they're in the business of doing. They, in 2018, they raised $1.2 million, $140,000, so over 10% of the money that they raised went to Fusion GPS. Then they turned around and filed three ethics complaints against me in 2018, uh, two of which directly involve Fusion GPS and or their employees. So it's information that could have only come from Fusion GPS. The third ethics complaint involves somebody who did freedom of information requests on my wife, who's a public school teacher. On your wife? On my wife. uh, And... And they took those emails uh, and put them out on the Internet, doxed my wife uh, and the other teachers at the public school. Uh, and then they, this campaign for accountability picked up one of these emails and made stuff up and filed another ethics complaint based on those emails. So, you know, we highly suspect 
whoever this shady guy was from Los Angeles that was hired to uh, come down and, and, and harass my wife or come up and harass my wife. I live in, in the northern part of uh, the central part of California, north of Los Angeles. Whoever paid that person to do it is definitely connected to Fusion GPS and or Campaign for Accountability. So in a nutshell, you've got the, they're an enterprise. They smear people. Uh, they're connected financially. And there's at least three cases where they used bogus ethics complaints to do, you know, basically just to to, to intimidate you investigation and obstruct to try, investigation to try and intimidate you and derail your investigation that's unbelievable yep. now yeah, where did you, listen, you, yeah. you know that's true i mean you saw it i mean you saw i saw it i had you on my program media, the news media picked this stuff up you know every day you know constantly all through 2000 well started in 17 but it got really bad in 2018 when our memo was coming out and you know when we exposed that they had used the dossier for the fisa warrant you know, everybody forgets that was that was us. We had done that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was really nasty at that time, and there was every day. You know, and it's kind of amazing. Like I, you know, all you mainstream press people out there that are listening to Mark Levin, where's all your stories now? Mm-hmm. You know, you you took these stories. They ran stories using these phony attacks on me, ethics complaints. And guess what? Guess what's going on today, Mark? They're all quiet. Mm-hmm. All the media is quiet. You hardly hear anything from them. You know why? They know damn well it's true. They talked to Fusion GPS, they got the press release from Campaign for Accountability, and they ran the stories. So, run your stories now, mainstream media. You were also critical in uncovering all the funding sources and connections. You were really the first one to do that, weren't you? Right, that's what they were doing. They were, you know, we're the ones that discovered that, that it was because of the subpoena that I issued to Fusion GPS for their bank records that we know about that the Clinton campaign and the DNC financed Fusion GPS to run the smear campaign on the on the on the uh, Trump campaign. Mm-hmm. Well, so, listen, uh, keep us informed about how this goes. Where is this going to be filed? It was filed uh, yesterday in Alexandria in the Eastern District of of Virginia. So, well, that's wise. It's close, yeah, close to D.C. Uh, they specialize in corruption there. A lot of the a lot of the folks live in Virginia. Uh, obviously, I work uh, right next door in in Washington D.C. So that made the most sense. And uh, we could have under RICO, we could have filed it anywhere in the U.S. But we thought that was the best place to do it with the most expertise and and most convenient for the witnesses. They also have what's called the rocket docket there. So these district courts move it fast. So that's pretty good too. Yeah, that'll be yeah that'll be helpful too. Uh, but it also happens to be where all the action is. I mean, it would make mm-hmm. sense because a lot of the people, for example, the guy who runs uh, Campaign for Accountability, the group that Fusion GPS used, lives in Virginia. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of these groups are based out of Virginia. So, well, look, we wish you all the best. You are a fighter. Uh, please uh, keep us informed, and as uh, things develop, we'll want to have you back, Congressman. <laughs> Hey, Mark, thanks a lot, and thanks for continuing to covering this, for covering these stories. I you, can't do it you, without you guys. You bet. God bless you. Right. Congressman Devin Nunes, that guy is a patriot. Absolutely terrific. He, we will always have his back. I'm not done, ladies and gentlemen. Andrew Yang. He was part of the uh, gaggle yesterday on CNN. And uh, Wolf Blitzer. Apparently somebody woke him up 
And I don't even understand how this guy's on TV. I really don't. And uh, there's Wolf Blitzer, and here we are. The climate crisis. Cut 15, go. Meat consumption, uh, beef in particular, is a major driver of no, climate change. Well, what, what kind of a dumbass statement is that? This guy's supposed to be a journalist. Meat consumption, beef in particular, is a major driver of climate change? Is this Comedy Central? What the hell's going on here? Is a major driver of climate change? Now what does he ask? Go ahead. Should Americans change their eating habits and eat less beef? Now he's asking a guy running for the nomination to be president of the United States if Americans should change their eating habits and eat less beef. America, you, pay, you better damn well be paying attention here. Better damn well be paying attention here. Ten years ago, this would have been a comedy show, but it's not. What does Mr. Yang have to say? Go ahead. You know, the U.N. just released a study that said we're going to be okay if the vast majority of the world goes vegetarian immediately. What? What? The U.N. just released a study. The vast majority of the world needs to go vegetarian. Then we'll be okay. Go ahead. So, uh, it's good for the environment. It's good for your health if you eat less meat. Uh, certainly, meat is. Are you running for president, or are you the dietitian at some uh, school cafeteria? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you now: the Chinese are on the move, the Russians are on the move, the Iranians are on the move. We got all kinds of problems in this world, and I feel like this is a uh, frat house. With a bunch of drunks. I really do. Or a sorority house. Whatever. Just a bunch of drunks. Potheads. Hey, man, you know what? What? Hey, man, did you see the UN study? No, no, I didn't. Oh, yeah. The vast majority of the world were vegetarians. It'd all be cool. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah, good point, Andrew. Pass the joint. Go ahead. Expensive thing to produce from an environmental sustainability point of view. So I think it would be healthy on both an individual and societal level for us. Thank to you. Move. Why do I give a damn what you think? Who the hell are you? Why do I care what you think? Why does it matter to me? Now let's go back to Castro. Cut 16. Go. I think about that gentleman in La Playita. I think about what gentleman who- in La Playita. And by the way, no offense. Where the hell is La Playita, Mr. Producer? Puerto Rico? Okay, sorry, I had no idea. But he thinks about them. Go ahead. Communities along the East Coast. I think about, frankly, I connect the dots to places like Flint, Michigan. And well, I Flint, know- Michigan was a great government failure. A great government failure. But anyway, what's his point? Go ahead. Too often times, it's people who are poor communities of color who take the brunt of storms that are getting more whoa, whoa, whoa. frequent. Take the brunt of storms? What is he What? Mother Nature is now a racist? Communities of color take the brunt of storms? I'm not familiar with this. The storms go up the East Coast. They slam into these population centers on the East Coast. They slam into wealthy areas on the East West Palm Beach, Jupiter Island, Stuart Flyers. Oh, 
But the storm is racist too, you see. Go ahead. More powerful. And so my plan actually calls for new civil rights legislation to be able to address environmental oh injustice. My. Oh, good Lord. I, I, I'm almost speechless. I listen to these buffoons. So his plan actually calls for new civil rights legislation to, be, to address environmental injustice. Because you see, ladies and gentlemen, the environment is unjust. Particularly to minorities. The environment is racist. Particularly to minorities. So what this requires is civil rights legislation. If we can pass the right kind of civil rights legislation and focus on Mother Nature. You know, I'm telling you, 500 years from now when this country is likely gone because of morons like this, they're going to be reading this stuff and they're going to be wondering, what the hell happened to the American people? What the hell happened to the American people? Look at these flat earthers. These flat earthers. Who actually believe hurricanes are racist. You see, communities of color take the brunt of the storms. I don't even know what that means. Do you? Communities of color take the brunt of the storms. Who takes the brunt of flooding and tornadoes and earthquakes and volcanoes? Is somebody keeping track of what the race of the people are? Julian Castro is a sick man. Andrew Yang is a sick man. Elizabeth Warren is a sick man, a sick woman. And down the list. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. I'm going to try very hard to slip in two more audio because they're, you'll laugh and you'll cry at the same. The good, the true, the beautiful. Think about these concepts for a second. What do they mean? How can one begin to understand these high and noble ideals? Folks, it starts with the right kind of education. This kind of education used to be common, but has become increasingly rare. It used to be that college students, young people, would study comprehensively a variety of subjects from philosophy to politics to biology, from literature to history to theology. A core curriculum, in other words. Sadly, that's not the case these days, but I can tell you about one place where young people study like this. It's called Hillsdale College. At Hillsdale, students work hard, spending more than half their time studying the core. And the result? Hillsdale alumni are leaders with intelligence and character, ready to make a difference in their families, communities, and country. But it all starts with that core, the core that every student takes, the core that develops moral and intellectual virtue, the core that helps them understand the good, the true, and the beautiful. I really want you to check out their website. Find out more about what education is meant. Do it for me, and do it for yourselves, and do it for your kids. Check out levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Bernie Sanders in New Hampshire on Tuesday. Cut 18, go. This is not easy getting up in front of the TV camera. I'm talking about right 
do I hear you correctly say that you have to cut your pills in half your time? We can keep that down a little bit. A baby screams out. Sounds like a beautiful baby. And the old red says, if you could keep that down a little bit, okay, thanks. Are you suburban ladies listening? Bernie's an old, nasty guy. That's what he is. Then there's Chris Hayes at MSLSD with those spooky glasses. Very dense, this guy. But he made a brilliant comment the other day. Hat tip legal insurrection. Cut 17, go. But I think there's actually a deeper philosophical thing happening, yes, which yes, is the question yes. of what exactly American democracy is right. for. And the weirdest right. thing about the Electoral yes. College yes. is the fact that if it wasn't specifically in the Constitution for the presidency, it would be unconstitutional. Now, what, 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 what? If it wasn't in the Constitution, it would be unconstitutional? If the Electoral College wasn't in the Constitution, it would be unconstitutional? Well, I want to congratulate Andrew Lackey over there at NBC, MSNBC. Nobody, but nobody hires more left-wing kooks than you do, sir. Congratulations. Good job. And, of course, Jeffrey Mother Zucker, we want to congratulate him. Nobody has a bigger farce of a phony news network than you do, sir. And that's saying a lot. I mean, there is the New York Slimes and the Washington Compost and all the rest of them out there. But CNN actually has no reason whatsoever to exist because we already have the DNC and the propagandists there. CNN has no reason to exist. MSNBC has no reason to exist. We already have the Comedy Channel. There's no purpose to have MSNBC. And of course, the New York Slimes, they have no reason to exist either. Anti-Semitism? Oh. We can leave that to people in the Middle East and other parts of the world. We don't need the New York Times to be doing that. There's already plenty of it. And on it goes. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. All of you first responders, thank you very, very much for all you do. Don't forget, right now, go on Amazon.com and order your copy of Unfreedom of the Press. See you tomorrow. God bless and be safe. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.